Well, hello. Uh, I am like, uh, my name is Kyle Reynolds and uh, the host of the Not Quite Compassion podcast. And uh, as you could probably suspect, I'm like giddy because I'm just so excited for uh, for season three. It's been it's been a while since <laughs> since I uh, have recorded a podcast. And if you go back to season one and two, you'll you'll see that it's it's just me talking a bunch. And in this season, I wanted to change it up and jump into just purely. Uh, a bunch of really wonderful interviews with just some amazing people. Um, very vulnerable, meaningful, and honest conversations from diverse spiritual backgrounds. And oh my gosh, everyone I asked said yes, which was like, <laughs> I was like, really? Because <laughs> like, it's a tiny little podcast, are you sure? Um, but they did. <laughs> and, and these um, conversations are, oh gosh, I can't wait to, to share with you. Uh, so for to kick off season three and uh, episode 23 officially, uh, I wanted to introduce uh, my friend Benji Denkwa. And uh, Benji uh, and I talk about primarily uh, the idea of reconstruction. And so if you've uh, checked Twitter and what's trending, you'll notice that deconstruction is all the rave, which is great. And, and I, God knows I've been through a lot of spiritual deconstruction uh, in the last few years. However, um, as painful and as necessary as it is, it, it gets old after a while. There's only so many questions and doubts you can have, right? Only so much angst you can process, process through. And uh, I'm sure I'm going through some of that still, but Benji and I talked pr primarily about what does it look like after that? When, you're, when you want to rebuild again, what does, it's going to look profoundly different than it used to, but what is that process of reconstruction, rebuilding, um, re reorder look like? And uh, gosh, he was just brilliant when he um, shared some insight about that. So hope that's super encouraging. We talk about kind of the conflict between experience, intellect, and feeling, um, which is hilarious that there's that should even be a conflict. <laughs> um, but I think that's oftentimes how we pit it, as uh, somehow those things are against one another. And then also, um, Benji and I happen to be both be uh, Enneagram 2s. So we talk a lot about the need to be needed and then even how that spills over in the macro sense of nonprofits and Christian organizations creating um, systems that need needy people in order to continue to exist. So we, gosh, we hit it all in this thing and I really think you'll love it. So um, welcome Benji and episode 23 and thank you so much for listening. You're going to really enjoy this season. the Not Quite Compassion podcast, and um, I'm super excited to, to just spend a few uh, moments with you, man, and I just, um, I, I've just really appreciated how you talk about spirituality, mm. how you see life. There's like this real um, under, undergirding hope, I think, mm. that resonates from you that uh, I just mm. find really, really refreshing. Um, We've, I think we met like super quick one time after an East Lake Church message. You did, you, you talked about how you're Enneagram two, which I am as well. That's right. And I was like, I think I literally was just like, I'm a two. And you were like, okay, buddy. And there was like a line of people. That's, that's as much interaction we've ever had. So 
Um, mm. But just really appreciate you. So thanks for um, for spending a, a few moments with me. And uh, would you want to yeah. share a little bit about yourself? Man, I am so happy to be here. Um, yeah, really excited. So thanks for thanks for having me. Yeah. Here. Um, so I am or I'm originally from West Africa, from Ghana. Um, so I actually grew up most of my growing up was in a missionary home, a Christian missionary home. So I grew up on kind of a, like a campus um, most of my life, uh, my family and I. Um, my um, my dad had kind of left my family very early on. And so living on the campus was with my mom and then the rest of my siblings. Um, I uh, moved to Switzerland after I graduated high school and um, to pursue more Christian mission work. That's where I met my lovely wife, uh, Megan. And um, she is from Durango, Colorado. So that's <laughs> where we live now. Okay. And um, we've been married for 15 years and we have three um, beautiful um, children. Um, Lily is 14, Sadie is 12, and Olivia is 10. Oh my gosh. Um, three girls? I have three girls, yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I can't I even imagine such, that. I am such a girl dad, I promise. I have two <laughs> I boys, am. so that is just, a, I don't even know where to begin. Oh, uh, I 100%. I literally feel like I, I was created to raise girls 100%. Oh. I mean, I'm like, so, so anyway, I feel, I feel very strong in that area, you know? Yeah. Um, so we live in, we live in uh, Durango, Colorado. I currently um, work uh, in, at the high school. Mm -hmm. And so I work with social, emotional um, kids and just offer support in that way. Um, but majority of my life for about 25 years, I was heavily involved in uh, Christian ministry. So that's kind of where I really invested my time, um, both within local church and within mission work. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's just a little overview. And and I would assume through those years you've had an evolving of your your spirituality it's it's changed to some degree absolutely would you if you had to uh, how would you identify yourself in in that space right now oh that's a really good question <laughs> i um i have not quite identified yet <clears throat> and so i feel comfortable with the christian kind of umbrella as far as a um, almost like this is my heritage. Mm -hmm. um, and so I identify with that umbrella just as a very broad framework. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but my views and perspectives on spirituality are, have way gone past those shores, yeah. um, you know, really into, into the globe almost, into the, yeah. <laughs> into the world, yeah, so. I tweeted the other day um, how I think I said something to the effect of like, I miss you, God. I think, <laughs> I think I may even still love you, mm. but I, but I don't trust you because I'm, I'm scared to death. You're going to make me like your followers. Ooh. 
yeah it's kind of where i'm at right now to be honest because i similar I, to you 100%. i had like i had like 15 years of, of full-time vocational ministry under my belt and and no longer in that field either and um uh, it's weird yeah i i feel like identifying as anything else yeah wouldn't actually be authentic because i wouldn't have I wouldn't have spent that much time really honoring and investigating and diving deep into whatever else I will be identifying as. Mm -hmm. So although I may have expanded um, and really included and transcended, you know, um, and, and for sure, I mean, I fit so many religious spiritual spaces. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that was one of the things that I, I had to come to terms with was yeah. that, oh, my gosh, I actually fit a lot of spaces, mm -hmm. you know. And so but I feel like to identify, it's almost like there has to be a kind of honoring mm -hmm. of that space mm -hmm. and a sort of integrity. Like I have to have done some work mm -hmm. to really be able to genuinely identify with that space you know mm -hmm. so, so it's not just another kind of label being slapped on yeah but that there is a real sense of like i have immersed myself mm -hmm. and have come out on the other side you know where, when it, sort of thing when it comes would you agree with this where it comes to christianity i i no longer have a sense of loyalty to that identity 100%. which i think held me in that for a long time i just but i just don't it's just not there anymore correct what I 100% agree. I mean, yeah. <laughs> which feels day, it feels weird even saying that out loud, you it, know. Which is does. I think is telling. You know how how um, huge that loyalty was, right? Oh my gosh! I tell my wife that for me, Christianity wasn't just a religious practice; it was identity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean full-blown losing a huge part of my Christian faith and upbringing mm -hmm. felt like and was an identity crisis. Not oh, even yeah. just felt like it was a full-blown identity crisis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, to which I'm still very much subject to, you know, yeah, um, yeah. very much, very much, um, uh, very much into that but it was it was interesting because my my wife and i were going on a walk uh, maybe like eight months ago something like that we're on a walk and and she actually asked me so what do you identify as mm -hmm. and at that time at that time my response was babe i have given 30 plus years of my life to christianity mm -hmm. if there is any potential for a reframe re, like redo that includes everything that i fit into now you know other spiritual spaces yeah i i would like to not leave it mm. yeah <laughs> I, I just felt like i just felt like i just you know i had it, it's so the, the language mm -hmm. it's the language i speak the yeah. most fluently yeah same and so I was just kind of, I think I was just kind of processing the work on the other side of mm -hmm. having to completely re-identify mm -hmm. and do it authentically, you know? Yeah. And even your wife, 
asking you that question is is unintended for sure i'm assuming but it's a really unintended loaded question because it comes with all the trappings of like if i say no that is it are we unequally yoked and all that bullshit and like it's just you know like well there's just, the there's just a, so much right the, the good news for me kyle is that she's actually further ahead yeah than I am. Mine too. yeah <laughs> and so so she does not identify as a christian straight okay. up yeah yeah she doesn't she does not no she does not yeah so you both very deeply spiritual correct so, like together i mean that's which is same with my wife and i too we look back and we're yeah. like gosh we are just totally different people and yet we still love mm -hmm. each other how did that happen 100 100 <laughs> we we really moved we moved together yeah it took me longer yeah and, same. and i'm and i'm still like i'm still on on winding so yeah. to speak on layering if you will um she had a, one moment of just kind of like, oh my gosh, this was not supposed to be like this. And then it was over mm. and she just threw it off. Yeah. Wow. And so, um, but I mean, it, I was, I mean, I, I, I was, I was in Christian ministry when I was like 12. Yeah. <laughs> like full blown committed doing the thing, you know? So, so I, anyway, yeah, I so you're like, it just, <laughs> so you're in West Africa, Ghana. Correct. And you're in this like, um, missionary evangelical camp that's um, right looking back at that how do you talking about that unraveling mm -hmm. what's what's it been like with um just the nature i think of of converting someone yeah. um you as a black man and the yeah. colonialization i'm sure that component of that um how do you how do you how do you weave out of that what what mm. what um what were the red flags what were the what were the, what was the beauty mm. man i i think i was a i don't even know how to language this well but i i feel like when i look back it i i am such i am such an experience first kind of guy mm -hmm. uh, or person you know I, I am i am wired in the way that i i just i love experience and so i don't think i was i, I don't think i was processing um it also that i mean that i can see remnants of that also within my culture yeah um you know kind of like very high level rational thinking processing isn't necessarily priority within the construct of the culture you know mm -hmm. so yeah, my it's, culture it's itself is charismatic pentecostal so it tends to be more on the feeling side of things rather than 100 percent. Now, yeah. now that's just spiritually i'm talking like within the culture as a people that i mm -hmm. come from in, in ghana it's mm -hmm. very much full body experiential in nature I would mm. say, I would say like we, it leans in that direction, you know? Um, and so, but definitely for me, and so it, everything for me, it fit perfectly to, to where I wasn't necessarily thinking. Yeah. I was just experiencing and embodying. Hmm. Um, Which is all, all bad, right? I mean, oh, oh it's, I, I want, I yeah. am actually on a journey to reclaim some of that because i think mm. when i moved to the west i had experiences 
unintended or intended where I felt like I was actually being challenged and I didn't have reasoning for my experiences. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so here I am leading courageously, right, in these circles of evangelical Christianity, you know, um, I'm leading courageously, but I am not languaging very well what I am leading. Mm -hmm. And I'm just saying, this is real. I've experienced it. Follow, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and I, and majority, I would say majority of my, you know, some of the people that I did life with and spirituality with, I would say that there was enough charisma and enough, you know, two-ness that was able to kind of sway the populace, you know, mm -hmm. but then I had a few interactions with people who questioned me, mm -hmm. you know, it, it kind of like in a very, like, uh, I'm not, I don't know. Can you help me really rationalize, like help me think through what you're, who you are, and what mm -hmm. you're doing. And I, that was a very big um, wounding and trauma point for me. Mm. Now it became a beautiful growth point. You know, I, I grew through that. But initially, I felt like my entire identity was being questioned. Yeah. Because I had lived my life through this. So how where I'm going with this is that I, I actually, if you had asked me, like, what do your people believe theologically? I would have made up some bullshit. I don't think I actually knew. Hmm. I just lived. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then the more I encountered you know, different people, different contexts. It was almost like I was, I really feel like I was going through a, I've been going through major crisis for a long time, just not knowing it rationally or cognitively. Mm -hmm. um, but of having to like sort through what is it that I actually know for real? Yeah. And what is it that I don't no, but just kind of do, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so um, the last, the last four years, okay. And please take me back, you know, mm -hmm. as, as you need to, but the last four years, I would say have, have been the, the last years, the last four years has been the time where I have spent the most intentional time cognitively sorting out mm. be beliefs, experiences my own thoughts you know come even coming to the conclusion of like oh my gosh i fit into all sorts of spiritual spaces yeah there's no way you can tell me christianity holds the corner yeah on all yeah, that yeah. is true and blah 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 <laughs> yeah yeah that's fascinating because um because you're right in in america american christianity you know, the case for Christ and, um, and then you, oh, you add in the ingredient of like, you know, certainty is almost like a virtue, um, that, that spirituality is e equated with an intellectual ascent almost. Right. Um, and then you add, you sprinkle in the whiteness factor Correct. where it's, it's, <laughs> it's equated with, um, rational, you know, or uh, a reason. Um, Correct. But those are one in the same somehow. Um, that is a shit ton to unravel. 
Um, so part of so part of my crisis was actually even questioning my own form of knowing that did not fit yeah. into the box of white Western evangelical <laughs> Christianity. Because even knowing I, I, was tainted. Gosh, man, one hundred percent. And Jeez. here I am, you know. So again, I I still say this that it's the reason why I see the gift in what I went through was because true to form, you know, with things like spiral dynamics, developmental mm -hmm. psychology, I think I definitely was in a place of my growth process where I was stunted, you know, my, my, my development um, was, was definitely stunted um, in that I, I, it took me a long while to, to access my own ability to kind of process through experiences, you know, like I was saying before, like, what yeah. did I know for real? Like, mm -hmm. I can see that it took me a while yeah. for me to get there in my growth process. Some of that, I think, was trauma related. Some of that, again, was cultural related. Some of that was the kind of spiritual Christian context I grew up in. Yeah. It was, don't think, just believe. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it was that kind of thing, you know, don't think, don't feel, <laughs> just, just believe, you know? Yeah. So I think all of that again worked on one hand, it really worked in my favor because I am the kind of person who is very intuitive, Yeah. highly intuitive, very um, sensitive. And I mean that in like a very attuned yeah. to energy and to, you know, that kind of thing. So it, it really, I really flourished in the charismatic Pentecostal, you know, uh, kind of spiritual context, you know, just because it, it fit me so well. <laughs> yeah, it is fascinating how those, those three ideas of knowing, mm. um, you know, intellect, emotion, and then experience get like pitted against each other, like somehow, like, I mean, I remember, um, you know, dare I say that the, the name that shall not be mentioned, but Mark Driscoll used to say like that feelings are the F word for Christians, right? Unbelievable. And then you got charismatics being like, unbelievable, these, these, right? Uh, these, these Presbyterians are all head and no heart, right? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's just cannot, it's just, cannot it's be just trusted. So unnecessary. Like why, why are yes. you just, the whole conversation yes. is just, just, just lame. Oh my gosh. Kyle, I, I have to, I'm remembering this right now. I mean, I think I, I was so, I was more confused than I actually knew. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. especially being thrown into the West. There was a, a point where I realized, oh my gosh, there is a conversation going on spiritual in the spiritual, you know, circles. Mm -hmm that I have been dragged or I have dragged myself into and I have no business being in. Yeah. Let me, let me land. You're let me, asking let me make that even more concrete. You're expecting good <laughs> answers from bad questions. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was at a, at a conference, you know, and part of the, part of the, <laughs> I just, remember that was a thing. <laughs> can't wait for, can't wait yes, for. Was, oh my gosh. I don't know, a whatever, <laughs> a static conference to, to 1998. You go into a static? Oh my gosh. Can't wait for I'm... Illuminate. That's right. 1999. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs>
Sorry. I mean, uh, no, you're good. <laughs> on this, like, on this brochure of this conference was, you know, like these breakout, breakouts. Remember breakouts? <laughs> I was always the breakout speaker. I never got the, I was always that guy. I was the main never stage. The, the, the main stage. Always the breakout. <laughs> hey, we, uh, we need to, we need to get you a main stage for sure. <laughs> we, need to, <laughs> we need to get you your moment. Anyway, on this brochure was this, it said, spirit versus word. Oh God. <laughs> and I remember having, I remember having like a, and again, this is, this speaks to my own work I have had to do in relation to like emotional growth and maturity. Yeah. Because I, I remember feeling a conflict in me. Like I didn't have words, but what was happening was, wait, why do they have to be versus against? <laughs> like, why are, why are they separate? Yeah. I don't understand. Anyway, I'll just leave it at that. But yes, but, okay, to your so point. So you know. similar to like that intellectual ascent or um, how they pit one. I, I, it, your charismatic background reminded me of, um, I, I went to a, a Pentecostal charismatic assembly of God school, Northwest university in Kirkland mm. for my undergrad. And mm. um, one of the first weeks I was there. So I shy roll in. I don't, I'm actually a newly, you know, Christian. I got, uh, I got saved <laughs> in quotation um, <laughs> through young life, you know, like late high school. Oh, gosh. It's like I yep. get this, get the scholarship to go to this school. And so I'm there. I don't actually, I'm pretty, I'm yeah, anyways, I'm pretty just green to it all. Uh, my buddy, Matt, um, who was like one of these like super spiritual leaders on campus yeah. <laughs> invited me to this like revival service in the evening. Right? Oh yes. <laughs> so I go to this thing cause I'm just trying to fit in, you know? Yes, um, of course. And meet some friends and maybe some girls. And um yep. and I go to this thing and they're, you know, it's a big like call to have people receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking tongues, that whole thing. So I I um and I genuinely want to, you know, I just Absolutely. partly because I just trying to fit in, but also just because I just want everything that God right. has for me, right? Of course. Just super course. open and curious. Yeah. So I, I go up front um to receive this gift. I have my hands raised, which mm. side note, charismatic Pentecostal people have the most robust muscular shoulders because they can just hold their hands up, you know, like how do Powers. they do that shit, man? That's Powers. amazing. <laughs> really is a spiritual gift. Just the, the, the lats. Is that, what is that? What's this muscle right here? Maybe that's where all of mine have come from. I you're, not, you're in great shape, but geez, like the, the, the stamina. Oh Anywho. God. So, so I'm there and I, Matt and all these friends that I just met, you know, they all mm. circle around me. They lay hands on me to receive this mm -hmm. gift. And so I'm, I'm oh, generally yeah. praying and trying to get yes. worked up emotionally, all this stuff, which yeah. I, I wouldn't have said that back then, but I was. <laughs> Absolutely. Bands just playing the same song over and over. That's right. That's right. Oh, and you, you, you pictured it perfectly. <laughs> yeah. So long story long, nothing happens. Um, and I feel slowly like people's hands being raised off of me and mm -hmm. moving on to someone else. Eventually, Matt's the only one left. He takes his hand off me. Um, I'm just left standing there. Mm -hmm. Awkward, right? So I go mm -hmm. to sit down at the, because I don't really know what to do. I go sit down in the, in the front pew and I just like weep. Mm -hmm. um, and I think everyone around me thought like, oh, he's having like this. Something is happening moment. now. And yeah. I just felt like I'm just, I'm just a, a worthless piece of shit. Wow. I remember just thinking like, I remember distinctly thinking I'm not enough and I'm never wow. going to be enough. Wow. And, and this proved it. Mm. And then I, I traced that thread mm. through like the next 15 years of ministry 
as an Enneagram too, that just desperately wants to help oh, people, right? Yeah. And believing that they're not enough yeah. because I don't think wow. I'm enough. And even spilling it in, into like how today, how I interact with my kids and trying to mm. modify their behavior and mm -hmm. you know everything mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. just, just all these nitpicking. I was just mm. overly nitpicking and having to uh -huh. finally catch that and be like, it's because I don't think you're enough, wow. Sawyer, and you are, you know, my, my youngest. Ooh. So I had to really do some some pretty yeah. um, that, that substantial therapy hard. to get through yeah. that. But yeah. as a two, that was one of the biggest takeaways for me was wow. that it's it's good and healthy and probably like lovely to want to help people. But it's for sure. me, it's like really, um, it's really unhealthy and and um hurtful for for my for my my well-being to need mm. to be needed mm. 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 yeah yep. yep and with your background mm. of, of both of those things being a two and yeah oh man yeah how does that how does all that yeah. land yeah i mean that that it resonates completely and i mean i i remember um I remember actually, so, so about four years ago, I left. <laughs> my mother-in-law this time now. <laughs> She'll just keep calling too. Like the, no one leaves voicemails. Sorry for the listener. We were talking oh. about before we get recorded. <laughs> how like parents just don't know how to leave voicemail. They just keep calling. Right. Sorry, bitch. Yep. No, you're totally good. Um, yeah, I just, I remember. So about four years ago, I actually left ministry formally for the first time four years ago. Um, and so, you know, so ministry had, has been my work, you know, and my means of providing for my family financially and all that, you know, so anyway, just putting that down for the first time, not knowing exactly what's going to happen. And one of the first things I remember was, oh no, my phone's not going to be ringing anymore. Yeah. And the emails are going to stop. I'm not going to be Holy. getting text messages oh, anymore. Oh man, I, I remember that day so well. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. And I just, I, re I just remember and then starting to realize, oh, this has become an addiction. I'm actually an addict basically to being needed. Mm -hmm. um, that just became so, and it was just devastating, you know, to, because I realized I would go through my day and, it, you know, again, the, the line is so thin, but I would go yeah. through my day and I realized I'm having, I'm thinking about all these people are coming up in my mind. And in the past, I would have reached out to each one of these people coming up in my mind with very specific encouragements. Because you're shepherding the flock, right? Because I am shepherding, I'm, I am pastoral, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and on the flip side, what, what was happening was just the way the two needs to get their needs met, yeah. <laughs> which is how many people can I keep a hook in them so that they keep reaching back to me because I am the one who knows how to give them encouragement that just absolutely moves them to tears. You know, I'm right. And so this cycle of I'll give them, I'll keep reaching out to them. They'll be moved mm -hmm. and they'll reach out to me in their time of need. And mm -hmm. then I will keep being, <laughs> I'll keep, I'll keep being, employed 
in yeah. a sense, you know? And so I don't um, know about you, but it, um, my wife pointed out to me how relationally stu- in, probably intimately stu- stunted I was mm-hmm. with meaningful relationships. Cause they were all just one-sided, right? It was just all yeah, about me course. helping people yeah, as opposed to allowing people in 100%. And in yeah. even the allowing people in was shaded with like this, like, correct, you know, pull your heartstring story. Like I just told you, right? Yes. Like it Oof. gives this fake sense of, oh, their yeah. bird just hit my window. Whoa, <gasps> I heard that. I actually heard that. What's going on right now? Yeah. But this, like that giving those, those vulnerable stories yes, for an illustration or something gave this of fake course. sense of, of intimacy that actually it was it was crafted and engineered from the beginning I, i've told that story before and i know yes. exactly how to win to get emotional and i'm not like yep. trying to be manipulative but it no, does serve it serves me and my purposes right yeah of course yeah totally and i mean yes. me everyone else at arm's length exactly totally i mean the way that's worked now i have maybe like one or two relationships where it, i i show up to not help yeah yeah <laughs> and and it is it's it, as as wonderful and as freeing as it is i i could i see even more the need to help and the need to create again i call it like employment the need to keep myself employed needed um just how powerful that pull is you know mm-hmm. um and so i'll find myself often just being like I'll, I'll, I'll just find myself actually just saying it out loud. Like I'm, I'm really feeling the need to advise right now. Um, and mm. so is this, is that something that you would want or do I just need to shut up? <laughs> like I'll, I'll actually say that out loud. Like I'm feeling myself really wanting to advise or really wanting to encourage, you know, I mean, I, I've done I've done pretty good work of when I'm with somebody now. I don't know how you would language this, Kyle, but when I'm with somebody, it's like my antennas are all up and wrapped around them, trying to pick up on any information intuitively that I can get to enhance this need to be needed, you know. Mm-hmm. And so now I show up in relationships, or you know, most of the conversations I show up in that radar is down mm. like i'm not trying to gather any sort of information to take you somewhere that you are you you haven't given me permission to take you yeah yeah <laughs> you know whereas in the past my gosh i would walk into a coffee shop and mm-hmm. i am spinning around trying mm-hmm. to find the person yeah. that i can in mm-hmm. quote minister to that was yeah. the word yeah yeah <laughs> But it was just trying to like pray. On and it's the just a cycle, right? Of like, and then like, I can, yeah. if I help that person, then it creates yeah. a really nice story for me on Sunday morning. Of and of course, people see how helpful I am. And then I help of them course. in the sermon. It's just because this, you know, I, I wonder if the antidote, uh, well, maybe one of the antidotes to that needing to be needed is just solidarity of like mm. getting more comfortable at just being present. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Showing up when you don't have anything to say. And empathy. I just hit me. Beautiful. I wonder (laughs) if all those years of needing to be needed, like how empathetic were we as opposed Mm -hmm. to sympathetic, right? Yeah. Yeah. It hurts to even think about. (laughs) Yeah. Because I feel like I'm learning empathy. 
Absolutely. And, and certainly learning solidarity. Yeah. Um, for, 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 for the first time, really. Yeah. Yeah. You're right on the money on that. Yeah. That, that, because I, when I, when I actually, yes, yesterday I was um, just spending time with a coworker of mine and my kiddos came home. They had been with their Nana um, for the weekend. So they got home and I'm sitting on the deck with my coworker. We're just drinking a beer and, and then chatting and my daughter comes to the kitchen, you know, so I was like, hey, dad, you know, I'm like, hey, sweetie, how are you? And she goes, oh, bad. And, and I, I just, and I'm, I said, I am so sorry. Instead of going into a, mm -hmm. um, well, what's wrong? Yeah, or how can or, I help? Or, or, or oh, how can I help? Yeah. And I, and I could feel like, ooh, when I move in that direction, it's almost like a, um, a muscle that is being used for um, the first time. Yeah. Correct. Or it's just, every, it's just not worked out. Yeah. Correct. It's just a muscle that has not been, is just being used now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can feel it when I move into, I'm sorry. Like you were saying, solidarity, empathy. Mm -hmm. I can feel my entire mood change, mm. which is the thing that I can tell I was avoiding before. Mm -hmm. the, the pain of being in it with somebody, mm -hmm. the discomfort <laughs> that that creates. I don't come out as the hero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in that scenario. Mm -hmm. When it feels like, I don't know what to do. Well, how do I come up on top? How do I come up with my with me being guaranteed that I will have my needs met? Mm -hmm. Do you see how that's the that becomes the key? The hinge is I need to create scenarios and situations in a world where I'm guaranteed that my needs will be met. Mm -hmm. Okay, so again, it's just kind of putting all of that outside on people, yeah, versus taking responsibility to getting my own needs met mm -hmm. you know and so you can see how it wasn't you can see how it wasn't real yeah at least the intention wasn't maybe the outcomes some some results help you yeah. know maybe some good some good came out of the outcome is what i'm trying to say but yeah the intention definitely was most of the time not yeah. it wasn't where it was supposed to be and it's it's um it's scary you're right because i'm not the hero right i'm just i'm just an observant you know, I'm just there. Yeah. Um, but the potential, I think, is it gives us the ability to be a bit more free, right? Correct. And and reclaim our identity Correct. of just being enough. Absolutely. Uh, there you go. Even when we're useless, you know? <laughs> That's it. Because I, I I'm it. a futuristic. And it hit me. I was like, there will be a day where I have nothing to offer the world. Yeah. Wow. I'll just be this really old guy. And yeah. will I, will I, will I finally confront this then, yeah. you know, cause I'd like to confront this now because it's, it's haunting me all these years. Yep. It's just, it's just, yep. it's like a shadow that just keeps yep. following me. And yep. I know it's there. I'm, I'm self-aware enough to realize it's there. That's, that's an course. issue. Right. But yep. when will I confront it? Will I wait till my deathbed or will I, will I choose to like pursue what maybe wholeness could be and what freedom yeah. looks like. And, and I also on the reverse too, I think, with your child, it gives her the ability to be a bit more free too, because she can choose, she can discover the solution on her own. 
as yeah. opposed to this paternalism that we yep. can, which is, which is so much of, of evangelical church, right? Is, um, yes. or just nonprofits in general, they start mm. off with really good intentions to help people, mm. but what mm. they turn into is, um, is needing needy people to yeah, correct. continue doing the ministry and paying for right. the marketing budget and Absolutely. fundraise. We just, we, yes. we don't want to solve homelessness. We need needy people in order correct. to run our homeless ministry. Right. To keep but we, we, in a micro version of that, we, we, we play that out in our, exactly. um, in our interactions and in our interpersonal lives as well. Yes. Keeping needy people around as opposed yeah, to actual that's... liberation. Right. Correct. Yeah. What, what would it look like? So, so again, that's been that, that, that work that you just described for me began with leaving full-time ministry mm-hmm. altogether four years ago and waking up and literally um, feeling like I was, I was hyperventilating. And I mean, we stopped, you know, like we, have, we haven't been to church in four years, that kind yeah. of thing. Right. It was, so it was everything. And I remember not too long into it, like waking up one day and literally telling my wife, I'm, I'm going to church. I don't know who decided this, but I'm actually going right now. <laughs> and she's so, she's so beautiful and so just unbelievable. She goes, okay, honey, you're, you're totally free to do that, you know? And what I was feeling was that, um, what would you call it? <laughs> that, that, that's the sense that, oh, I'm, lo- I'm losing. I don't know how to word it really well, but I was feeling that sense of, it's almost like an addict going through withdrawals is what oh, I was wow. going through. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I, I want to go to church. Well, guess what's going to happen when I go to church? People remember me yeah. and who I am in that context. Oh, the next thing I know, there's going to be a prayer line of people needing prayer and encouragement from me. Well, mm-hmm. guess what? Guess what happens? I, I'm back. <laughs> yeah. And so, right. And so what was beginning to happen to me was, oh my gosh, I'm feeling withdrawals mm-hmm. of not being needed mm-hmm. by the hour. Yeah. You yeah, know, I used and to be, so <laughs> I was, I was like a hundred percent that pastor that would, after a sermon, just hang out in the foyer yeah. lobby. Yeah, of course. Just looking for compliments, yeah. man. And had just what needed. A wonderful pastor. <laughs> oh my gosh. I needed him so bad. And my wife would, she, she's always so like, she just cuts all through that. And she would just yeah. be like, what, what are you doing? Like, wow. Why do you, like, you really need to look into why you need to that, that so bad, you know? Yeah, and she would say that for years to me. Whoa. And I'd just be like, I didn't want to address it, you know? And just because it yeah. was, you're like, you're right. It was, it was just an addiction. Yeah. And so I feel, um, I mean, maybe it's like any kind of sense of sobriety, right? That exactly. at first that's all you can think about is, is the drug or the, or the, or the drink, but hopefully someday we'll be far enough removed from that more whole that we'll be free enough to think about better things. Yep. Yeah. I'll never forget going and working at the high school, you know, and, and, and I wasn't preaching. I wasn't, encouraging people mm-hmm. you know like i wasn't doing all the things and people loved me mm. and i was i felt like i was having a, a breakdown because i i was like but i haven't done anything mm. like 
why do they why do they why are they fond of me mm. i haven't i'm not doing anything i'm not going yeah. 500 miles an hour i swear yeah <laughs> you know why are they you know and it was kind of like i was beginning to see oh my gosh it was never about what i was overly performing yeah <laughs> Well, and some of it was what we were handed to, right? That I of think course. there's a real commodification of a human being within evangelicalism, right? That yeah. um, that Jesus saved you so that you could live yes. for him, right? Yeah, and course. then uh, those aren't just yeah. people in our ministry. Those are tithing units, right? That's right. Oh, so everything sure. becomes like a means to an end. Yes, absolutely. Um, and it's and and you it's baptized with the sense of for the glory of God, but really it's just it's just commodification with a nice Christian um, symbol attached to it. But Absolutely. but then we start to see ourselves that way, right? Like I that I'm yeah. only as good as what I can produce, right? Right. Yeah. I'm you, you I'm the means story. to someone else's end. I'm the means to God's end, even right? Yeah. Um, and that can be. It takes a while to 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 reclaim a sense of dignity, a sense of identity. Correct yeah some sense of wholeness probably yep thanks man absolutely that's yeah, yeah that was that was really good yeah. <laughs> any yeah. um yeah i'm not even gonna say that i was gonna <laughs> you know what i was gonna say i was gonna say like hey any social media things you want to it just feels so fucking like just <laughs> like what a terrible that's i'm still trained man <laughs> Jeez, I'm sorry. That that's I just want you to know that's, oh, that's a confession to you that that's I love it in my brain that just would have completely um, shit on this whole conversation. <laughs> it it is so it's so beautiful, Kyle. It to hear you, you. <laughs> correct to hear you do that. I feel I'm like oh my gosh, I am so not alone. I feel mm -hmm. a I feel a sense of solidarity right now, <laughs> like just with you doing that because I'm like. Oh, okay. I feel encouraged because that's the work I've, I've been doing is, yeah. you know, um, just trying to catch myself, right? Like catch, you know, and bring up the awareness of like, oh, look at that, you know. Um, I, I want to something that I want to say, and I don't, I don't know where we're at right yeah, now. We can let's start with time and everything, but uh, but I, I, I am, I am on a, I'm kind of on a journey to to reintegrating. Mm -hmm and um and and that's that's it's really important because i feel like um i i can see you know i can see that the truth kind of it's almost like oh okay yeah christianity does have elements of what is true of course it does just like yeah agreed buddhism yeah just like you know like just like hinduism just mm -hmm. like and so what does it look like to live integrated it's almost kind of like beyond the ego games yeah of forgive the forgive the language that the lower tier yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Was, you know yeah what just to transcend all of that and not not label you know but enjoy the enjoy the fruit of mm -hmm. <laughs> enjoy the fruits of all that 
is, mm -hmm. you know, I, and understanding very clearly, wow, all the systems are a mixture. Mm -hmm. All of it are a mixture. I, I will never forget, I can't remember the name of the book, but Ryan Meeks actually um, recommending a book to me, and it was about discernment, mm -hmm. not from a Christian perspective. Yeah. And Maybe there's perspectives felt, of undiscernment outside. <laughs> I feel like I, that's such a, a Christian oh word. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. I felt like my my literal childhood Christianity faith was being spelled out in this book that had nothing to do with Christianity. Really? Oh, wow. I could not believe it. I mean, I was like, oh, my gosh, you mean to tell me that happens there, too? <laughs> you know, mm. like there was that sense of yeah. like, Wow, like really nobody actually has it perfect because you know yeah <laughs> you know and so but but kind of, but moving into the 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 space of it's funny i'm 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 literally thinking of something that paul said <laughs> all all things are yours yeah all things are yours mm -hmm. to enjoy to appreciate to grow, to, to, to help in your growth, you know, mm -hmm. whatever that is helpful, <laughs> you know, yeah. in, uh, on that journey. Wow. To be able to just receive that, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so yeah. for me, going back to my own heritage and appreciating kind of what's there and, yeah. and yet going like, and yet going like, no, but they say it better. Mm -hmm. so let me go there and clarify what i what i learned here initially but they say it so much better for, for me to actually pass it on yeah yeah <laughs> they say it so much better mm -hmm. for the purpose of passing it on and for the purpose of continuing to grow and evolve myself mm -hmm. you know so anyway i just wanted to yeah yeah no, I, say that I'm with you. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was, I was uh, talking with Laura and I was like, uh, sharing something about like deconstruction. She's like, you're not, mm -hmm. you don't, you're not deconstructing anymore. Like get out of here. She's like, I remember when you're deconstructing and you were like on the kitchen floor sobbing, like yeah. you're not anymore. And I'm like, that's true. <laughs> you know, because that loss of identity yes. and she's like, yeah, you're, absolutely. Re you're, you're reconstructing, you're reintegrating. 100%. But you wow. know, that, if, maybe in a lot of ways that probably takes longer, you know, it's probably yes. more difficult to reintegrate that experience, oh feeling, intellect, um, yes. and yes. to, and to have the freedom, yes. as you said, to, um, to, to discover how it's, it's said elsewhere and to resonate with that more. And that's completely okay. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, and you, it's held. I, I, I'm, I'm getting, I, I see and feel little glimpses of kind of that reintegrated, you know, it's, mm -hmm. I'm sure you're familiar with, it's like the Richard Rohr, like yeah. construction, deconstruction, reconstruction, you know, mm -hmm. order, disorder, reorder, you know, yeah. that, that kind of reorder space has its own disor disorienting yeah. <laughs> feel because certainty is no longer the name of the game yeah it's not even a goal yeah it's it's, it's not a goal like there is it's there a is bad answer brutal, to a bad question correct <laughs> absolutely there is this brutal 
self-evaluation about the fact that, oh my gosh, I am light and I am dark. Yeah. And that foundational humility mm. allow, causes me or maybe allows me to literally hold my hands open potentially for the rest of my life. Mm. This open-handed, yeah, I, there are things I, I hold dear, of mm -hmm. course. Yeah. There are things I value and they are in my palm. Mm -hmm. They're just not closed anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. I, 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 I do truly hope my reintegration, my reconstruction is, takes, takes a lifetime because mm -hmm. I'm enjoying it. Mm. And I think that's where the life is. I think where the, that's where the wholeness is found, right? Ooh, I don't want that process like that. to end. I like that. Wow. Well, I think if it ends, we're probably in trouble, you know? Wow. Or wow. as Paul and, put it, and, like, and, I haven't arrived mm. yet, right? <laughs> but I, I seek to pursue order. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, pal, that's really good. You, yeah, you just, you just got me. <laughs> Thanks for your time, dude. Fantastic. Absolutely. This was so much fun. Yeah. So yeah. much fun. Thank you. Benji Dankwa uh, and the Not Quite Compassion Podcast. Um, thanks so much for your time, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. Excellent. You're listening to the Not Quite Compassion Podcast. It'd mean the world to me if you took the time to rate uh, and review, leave a little comment on iTunes or Spotify about the podcast. Tell us what you like about it. And it really helps with the ranking of it and for more people to be able to find it. Um, also, if you have any questions about the podcast or suggestion or something, um, go ahead and just email me. It's uh, kyledeanreynolds at gmail.com. Simple as that. So K-Y-L-E-D-E-A-N-R-E-Y. N-O-L-D-S, Kyle Dean Reynolds at gmail.com. Uh, or you can always reach out to me on the socials uh, at, at Kyle Reynolds on Twitter. Thanks. Mm -hmm.